Father, uh, we've been singing about our reliance on you, our trust in you. Uh, Father, how we come before you now and we ask that you will make the scriptures come alive to us through the power of the Holy Spirit. Please speak to each one of us this morning, both here in the building and and those watching and listening from home and even those who watch and listen in the future. Not because I'm some kind of great preacher at all, but because your word is amazing and because you are amazing and you're able to do this thing. And so we ask, please speak to us this morning. Amen. So we're going to continue on in the book of Luke. Last week we looked at Luke chapter 18, verses 9 to 14. And this week we're going to be reading and then thinking about Luke 18, verses 15 to 17. Very closely related to last week's passages. Luke 18, chapter 15, uh, Luke chapter 18, verse 15 says, Now, they were bringing even infants to him, that is Jesus, that he might touch them. And when the disciples saw it, they rebuked them. But Jesus called to them saying, Let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. For to such belongs the kingdom of God. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. Today's passage is about undeserved favor, undeserved kindness. This week I saw a short clip on Reddit of Neymar, and I'm not a soccer person, and I don't follow soccer at all, but I happen to know enough about soccer to know that at one point in the last couple of years, Neymar was the dude. He, he was it at the World Cup that they played in whatever country they played the World Cup in two years ago or four years ago, whatever. But it was a short video of him in a hospital where he'd gone voluntarily, not because he has to, speaking with a a small child who was bald. It, It was a little boy and he had cancer. And it was, Neymar speaks, I think, Portuguese because he's from Brazil. And, and so I assume that they were speaking Portuguese, but it was translated. And the little boy was saying, Neymar, when you score a goal, can you go like this? And so Neymar went like this, hey? It's, it's not the most, you know, 
kind of adult ways of ce celebrating scoring a goal. But then the video shifted and there was Neymar doing something brilliant on the field and he kicked a goal and then he went like this. And all of his teammates ran up. He must have spoken to them and they also did it. And I just imagined this little boy in the hospital watching the TV going, oh, Neymar did that for me. No prior relationship with Neymar. Neymar just visited the hospital, visited him, and then showed him this kindness. Our passage today is similar. So in the time of Jesus, people would bring their babies or their toddlers. To religious leaders, especially rabbis, teachers. And Jesus was considered a teacher. And they would ask those rabbis, those teachers, to bless their children, to put their hand on the child and to pray for God's blessing in their life. So that, that's what was going on. People were coming, Jesus by this stage is, you know, reasonably famous, people bringing their children saying, please pray for our child. Lay your hands on them and pray for them. And the disciples they, they see this and, and other books of the Bible actually um, I very nearly preached from uh, Mark chapter 10 which tells the same story in slightly more detail. The disciples see this and they go, nope, Jesus' time is too valuable to be spending with children and mums. They cry they're not able to comprehend all kinds of complicated things. Jesus is a teacher. He needs to be teaching. So they were sending people away. And Jesus sees that they're sending people away. In Mark, we actually read that he was, he was disgusted or angry that they were sending, sending these children away. And he says, no, let the children come to me. Truly I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. So what's this passage actually saying? Clearly, one of the things that it communicates is that Jesus loved children especially little ones, is willing to spend time on, uh, with them and for them. Ah, got a frog in my throat. This isn't the only part of the Bible which speaks about the value that Jesus and, and God the Father place on children. There's a special curse for anyone who causes a child to sin. And, and, and as a church, um, we want to be a church that kind of has the same heart as Jesus, the same value as Jesus. And so when toddlers or small children cry or draw or dance or run up on stage and hug dad, we, we want to be a church. As elders, 
We're trying to uh, help our church to be a church which celebrates that and enjoys that, has the same attitude of Je- as Jesus, has time for children. That's not really the focus of this passage. It, it does tell us, yes, Jesus valued children, and so, yes, we should value children too, but that's not, that's not the heart of this passage. The focus of this passage is on the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven and how to receive it. Verse verse 17 gives us the key to understanding the heart of this passage. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. And that's, that's, if we actually pause and consider that for a second, that's a dramatic statement. Whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child will not enter it. It doesn't say it's a good idea to be like children or to receive the kingdom of God like a child. No, it'll, you'll understand it, but it says you will not enter the kingdom of God unless you receive it like a little child. So the next question, the, the, the vitally important question for us to ask and, and try and understand is what is and what isn't a child's attitude regarding the kingdom of God? It's important because a different way of asking this same question is What is a surefire way of not entering the kingdom of God? Jesus is saying the kingdom of God belongs to children and others like them who seem of little importance. Not because they're deserving, but because God has decided to be loving and give it to them. Something remarkably unique about uh, children, it's very different from most adults who kind of feel uncomfortable being given anything is the kids are pretty much happy to accept any gift you give them. If it, even if it's not a particularly spectacular or useful gift, if it's a gift, they'll go, wow, thank you. Kids are also helpless, especially little ones. And this is um, e- e- like even more easy for me to understand having a seven-week-old baby if Daniela didn't feed him or if we didn't wash him and change him, he would just die. The kingdom belongs to these children and to people like them because they are happy to receive it as a gift. Because they are happy to rely fully 
on Jesus. Jesus wasn't saying that these children or, or people like them deserve him or deserve the kingdom of God or deserve heaven because of any qualities that they have. But in fact, he was saying the opposite. Their humility, their willingness to receive the gift of God is what allows them into the kingdom of God. The next passage, like, illuminates this even more. We won't, we're not looking at it this morning and we're not planning to look at it next week. But it's called uh, The Rich Ruler. And we, we hear about, Luke is the editor, right? He's putting this stuff together in order, in order to communicate a point, right? The, the next passage is about a rich guy who comes to Jesus and he goes, I'm perfect. What do I need to do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus essentially says to him, Jesus reveals to him that he's not perfect. Because he says, look, if you really are perfect, give away all of your possessions and follow me. And the rich young ruler, he's not able to do it. Turns out he's ruled by his money. He loves his money more than God. And he says, ah, you know, I was, I was on board with this whole trading thing. Uh, I'm rich, so I can give a lot of money. I can do a lot of good things. But, yeah, no. And so we actually read he went away sad, presumably not receiving eternal life. He didn't receive the grace. Jesus called on this rich young ruler to give up his claim to importance, his riches, right? That's what made him unique. And just to follow him. To accept the gift of Jesus. And he wasn't able to do it. Jesus, we know this from last week when we looked at the Pharisee and the tax collector. And from this passage as well. Jesus obviously doesn't think that being rich or powerful or respected on earth will take you far with God. As a matter of fact, it almost sounds like God prefers pe people who recognize their unworthiness and just accept His kindness without trying to earn His favor through earthly means. What Jesus is communicating about these little kids in the kingdom of God is the idea of grace. Grace, in the Bible, is the idea that God for no reason other than his kindness, decided to make a way for us to be forgiven so that we can enter his kingdom on earth and in eternity. His grace is amazing and beautiful. Even, even if we were as good as the Pharisee 
was kind of good last week or as powerful and rich as the person in the next passage. We can't earn the favor of the living God. The, the creator of the world, the owner of all that is. God's grace is amazing and beautiful. And like the little boy in the hospital, we have no claim that he should do anything for us. We, we, he doesn't owe us anything. Like, like Neymar with the boy, he, he went to the hospital to meet with the small child and then he gave this gift to the child. God does the same for us. God came down to earth in the form of Jesus to meet with us. And then he gave us the gift of the sacrifice of Jesus who died so that we can come with nothing like a little child and say, please, we'll take the gift. We're not going to try and swap you for it. We're not going to try and earn it from you. We'll just take the gift. This is what God did for us. So what does this, this mean in practical terms? The impossible way to apply this passage to our lives is to imagine that we can be, be good enough, we can do enough good things to be worthy of the gift of God. Kingdom of God is a free gift available to all who accept it. But the impossible application is that we can ever earn our invitation. This, this is probably the most prevalent heresy, both, both with non-Christian people and even people in the church of our time. This belief that in some way you have to be good enough to earn God's favor. What Jesus has already done is enough to totally cover anything and everything that we have done in our, in our rebellions against God. So this does mean that giving money to God does not increase your chances of going to heaven. Becoming a famous person does not increase your chances of going to heaven. Becoming a powerful politician does not increase your chances of going to heaven. Going to Bible college or becoming a monk 
or a female monk. What do we call female monks? Nuns. Becoming a nun will not make your chance of going to heaven any higher. It means that any good things you do does not make God want to accept you into his family more than he already does. The gift is there. And the call of God is to receive that gift. The gift of love, the gift of forgiveness, the gift of being associated with his honor and carrying his honor in our lives. God has been so generous that instead of even requiring the smallest of things, a small subscription fee, whatever, he just gives away heaven. And he has to because we could, we could never, ever earn it. The amount of money that someone would have had to pay Neymar to do this after scoring a goal would be astronomical, but possible, right? If you're, if you're Coke and you decide that this is going to be your new, your new thing, like you, you could give him half a billion dollars, he'd do it. But the gift of God is more precious than that. It cost him his own son. We couldn't... We, we, we couldn't, we can't earn it. This is what we as Christians call the gospel, the good news about Jesus. The good news is that it's a gift. It's a gift. And you just need to be humble enough, like a child, to receive it. To receive his forgiveness. And not, not just when you first encounter God. But also, after you become a Christian, if you sin, you need to be humble enough to continue relying on him and to continue trusting in him for his forgiveness. That's the call of God. Be like a child, receive the kingdom of heaven. Let's pray, and then the music team will come up again. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would make your grace real to us. Let it constantly be at the forefront of our minds. Let us truly be like little children before you, accepting huge gifts which our pride would never allow us to accept if we were ruled by our pride.
Father. Let this not just be head knowledge for us. When we sin, give us the faith to accept the gift of your forgiveness. When we forget and we try to earn your favor, remind us of this truth. Let us live and breathe your grace. Amen.